This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and That old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. So I cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown In the old Stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see. For it was on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. So I cherish the Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown To the old rugged cross I will ever be true it shame and reproach gladly bear. Then you call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my troll. At last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown
Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tag, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tag, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning at WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578, 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. 
Not many announcements other than that Sunday morning will be at Deronda Lutheran and Pastor Andy Bow will be sharing the message. We look forward to hearing him there. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and other home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. And the call to worship, with what shall we come before our God? With a passion for justice. What shall we come before our God? With a heart of kindness. What shall we come before our God? With a humble desire to walk with God. We confess our sins. We confess our sins before God and one another. Gracious God, we have sinned against you and our neighbors. We have taken what is not ours and justified our actions. We have turned away from your wisdom. We have not done justice, loved kindness, nor walked humbly with you. Forgive us for the harms we have caused through word and action and restore us to the joy of following your will for us. And we announce the forgiveness of God, which is total and complete. God knows our every weakness and yet loves us without ceasing. Rejoice and be glad, for the God of grace and mercy forgives you all your sins. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee Just a closer walk with thee Granted Jesus is my plea Through this world of toil and snare 
Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. Hear my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. When I wander through the valley, Jim, toward the setting of the sun, leads me safely to a land of rest, if I a crown of life have won. I have put my faith in There's no other friend on whom I can depend. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy Jesus, hold my hand. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. We continue with the prayer of the day. Delivering God, your people Israel wondered what they had to sacrifice in order to be right with you. Remind us that you have made us right with you in Jesus, and that all you ask of us is a humble heart for service to you and our neighbors. Amen. And we'll continue with the litany. What does God require of us? Ha, we'll build a bigger church. We will hold a great celebration. We will give until it hurts. We will shout Bible verses in the streets. We will make everyone believe what we believe. We will pass judgment on those who don't. And God will know that we are worthy. Is that really what God wants? Well, on second thought, no. God's way is much simpler, though not necessarily easier. Do the hard, thankless works of justice. Set aside self to do kindness to others. With all humility, walk with God. Remembering that we are not God. If we do just these three simple things, we are following God's will. Now I'd ask you to share the sign of peace with yourself or someone worshiping with you. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll continue then with the children's sermon and the readings of the lesson. The first reading comes from Micah, 
the first chapter, verses 3 through 5, chapter 5, 2 through 5a, and chapter 6, 6 through 8. For lo, the Lord is coming out of his place, and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth. Then the mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will burst open, like wax near the fire, like waters pouring down from a steep place. All this for the transgression of Jacob, and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what is the high place of Judah? Is it not Jerusalem? But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And she, he shall stand and feed his flocks in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. If the Assyrians come into our land and tread upon our soul, soil, we will raise against them seven shepherds and eight installed as rulers. With what I shall come before the Lord and bow, before, bow myself before God on high, shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression and the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? The second reading comes from Matthew chapter 9, verses 13. Go and learn what he, this means. I will desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but the sinners. It's time now to talk with the young people of the congregation, of the parish, I should say. Hi, guys. I would like to talk to you about the word grace. The first thing I thought of when I looked at the word grace, it was a person's name. I know of a couple of people named Grace, yes. But the second thought I had about the word grace was my mother. And no, my mother's name was not Grace but she used that word to describe a table prayer. Each night at supper, we would sit down at the table, my mom, my dad, my brother and my sister and myself, and mom would say, let's say grace before we eat. And the prayer that she, we would say was, come Lord Jesus, be our guest, let these gifts or food to us be blessed, amen. Another grace prayer before a meal is the one the Christiansen's clan sing at Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter. We're all standing maybe between 40 or 50 people holding hands and singing this prayer. Be present at our table, Lord. Be here and everywhere adored. These mercies bless and grant that we 
may strengthen for thy service be. Amen. Or maybe this grace prayer. This is one of my favorites. We sometimes say it with our grandchildren, and it goes like this. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. Yea, God, amen. But when I looked the word grace up in the dictionary, I found that grace was used as a prayer, but it's also the word, also the word grace means a feeling of being generous, helpful, and having goodwill to the people in need. Grace also means a divine love and protection given freely to mankind or everyone. You see, grace is a free gift given to all of us by God, no strings attached. God gives us grace freely, and we don't have to do anything to get this feeling of grace. Now, how do you like that? We get this feeling of being helpful, generous, and having goodwill from God. We just need to use it to help everyone. And that is really a great gift. Let us pray. Dear God, Thank you for the gift of grace. Help us to use it every day to help others. And thank you for loving us. In your name, amen. I'd like to sing Amazing Grace for you, but it's a little different of a tune. It's tuned to the House of the Rising Sun, um, done by the group um, The Animals.
Now we ask, O oh Lord, that you would bless the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth. The beginning of serious goodness, like the beginning of Christian worship, starts not with the boast of the Pharisee, Lord, I thank thee that I am not as other men, but rather with the prayer of the publican, Lord, be merciful to me. I tell you, says Jesus, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Thus it will always be. Well, we've had quite the week. We've had Veterans Day, we've had an election, We've had people who are very disappointed and people who are very happy. We have everything in between. We have leaders to lead us for the next two years. One of the questions we of the church must ask of these leaders, will you listen to these verses from Micah? To seek justice, to work towards peace and to walk humbly. What do we look for in our leaders? The Old Testament talks about the meekness of Moses, the leader, the greatest leader of the Israelite people as he led them out of Egypt. But one of the things they talk about what meekness meant is not somebody who's shy and kind of uh, laid back and doesn't exert themselves, but meekness was really the sign of a leader who worked not for himself, but for the people. And Moses was one of the best examples of that. He worked and led his people for their sake. Well, we move to today and we ask not only of our political leaders to think in those terms, and we would ask and, and I would hope that that's what we would look for them and expect from them, but I would hope it would also be what we look for at our church leaders, where we use the word pastor who is a servant leader but the first word is servant one who wants to see people succeed it's not my people the pastor says it is God's people it is to serve them to listen to them to care for them to minister to them to admonish them to exhort them 
and to offer grace. Offer grace that they would give and offer grace that they would receive. To be humble is to learn those lessons of not being a leader who is an authoritarian, but one who serves, to seeks to help people, not gain recognition for themselves. In fact, one of the things that was very helpful for me a number of years ago when somebody said, you know, to be a justice person who's looking for justice, it's not to seek justice for ourselves, but it is to seek justice for others. And we're free to do that because, first of all, Christ freed us to. He offered us mercy, gave us mercy instead of justice in a way, so that we can offer justice for others, that we can live for others and, and, and work for their good, to fight for issues of uh, where poverty and economic distance between rich and poor is lessened, to work on racism, to work on the different issues that surround our political world where we are fighting for justice for others. It may help us and it may not. In fact, it may cost us. But what we need to do is to look to the needs of others. One of the things, and this is not to say that Lutherans are the best in the world, but in confirmation last night down in Mondovi, the other pastor asked me to share just some stories about how I saw Lutherans working in a world context. It was fun to think about. Because at first I was thinking, well, how do we talk about our theology? How do we talk about our songs? In fact, sometimes the songs are the things that kind of disappointed me because the old Lutheran, Scandahuvian, and German songs didn't always fit an African uh, choir. Uh, I loved it when they sang their own music. But one of the things that happened as I was in Mexico that I was touched by a very poor family with seven kids living in a shack in a, a town or an area where it was all shacks of cardboard and tin and uh, not a lot of sanitary uh, facilities around. There the father met us with a big smile as he pointed to a cardboard, or not a cardboard, a, a chalkboard where it was the lesson for his young girl, one of his young girls, for confirmation. It was the fourth commandment. And he had, us, had her recite to us that commandment. And he had so much pride. And one of the things that struck me was there was more joy in that house. Even though they had lost two kids from disease, there was only one bed and the rest uh, slept on the floor. They knew God, and they walked humbly with him. There's a story of a, a rich man who stopped to visit a teacher in, in his modest hut. He was astonished to see that a, such a famous man had but a wood table, some simple chairs, and a few books in his main room. Teacher, the man asked, where's your furniture? Well, I might ask the same question of you, the teacher replied. 
Well, I have no furniture because I am a, just a pilgrim. I am just passing through. The teacher smiled. So am I. I think many of us know that song. I'm just a pilgrim, just a passing through. But that's what it means in another sense to be humble. To not demand all the goods of this life. But to walk humbly with your God and simply. That was one instance. The other was in Africa where we, every place we went, we saw the work of Lutheran World Federation and in Israel. Schools, hospitals that were built and run by Lutheran World Federation. As they saw the need of the people, they offered to help. It was a marvelous presence. In China, we also saw the underground church. There wasn't necessarily a Lutheran church, although missionaries had been there. But when you're underground, you don't ask whether you're Lutheran, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. You follow Jesus as best you can, and you share it with each other. But the Lutheran presence was there as the people talked and shared their faith. Isn't that what's important to us? Not to always deal with the denominational tags, but to understand that each denomination has a gift to give to the other denominations. And we as Lutherans have that by our presence and by our gifts of working in service for others. One other story I'd like to share is that James Dobson shared from Spiritual Heroes for When God Doesn't Make Sense. Talks about uh, a docudrama on TV that he had seen many years ago, and uh, they followed cancer patients when they got the announcement of their cancer diagnosis and then followed them through the latter stages of their life. This man was a humble black pastor of a small inner city Baptist church. He was in his late 60s and had been a minister throughout his adult life. His love for the Lord was so profound that it was reflected in everything he said. When he and his wife were told he only had a few months to live, they revealed no panic. They quietly asked the doctor what it all meant. When he explained the treatment program and what they could anticipate, they politely thanked him for his concern and departed. The cameras followed this little couple to their old car and eavesdropped as they bowed their heads and recommitted themselves to the Lord. In the months that followed, the pastor never lost his poise, nor was he glib about his illness. He knew the Lord was in control and he refused to be shaken in his faith. The cameras were present on his final Sunday in his church. He actually preached the sermon that morning and talked openly about his impending death. To the best of my recollection, this is what he said. Some of you have asked me if I'm mad at God for the disease that has taken over my body. I'll tell you honestly that I have nothing but love in my heart for my Lord. He didn't do this to me. We live in a sinful world where sickness and death are the curse man has brought on himself. And I'm going to be in a better place 
for there will be no more tears, no more suffering, and no heartache. So don't feel bad for me. Besides, he continued, our Lord suffered and died for our sins. Why should I not share in his suffering? Then he began to sing without accompaniment in an old broken voice. I wept at this gentle man as this gentle man sang his love for Jesus. He sounded very weak and his face was drawn from the ravages of the disease. But his comments were as powerful as any I've ever heard. His words that morning were his last from the pulpit. As far as I know, he slipped into eternity a few days later where he met the Lord he had served for a lifetime. This unnamed pastor and his wife have a prominent place among my spiritual heroes. The reason I share that story again is that that last verse from Micah where it speaks about walking humbly with your God, that old black Baptist pastor knew it, lived it. That's who we should be. That's how we should live. Letting God be God and being thankful and graceful in our loving of him. So how do we live? Yeah, that humbly, but we learn to do kindness. We seek kindness to give to others. Sometimes when I read Jesus' words about feed the hungry, visit the prisoner, sometimes I get overwhelmed because I don't, I don't know how Jesus maybe knew, but in, if we only live in our community and we see that that's one thing, but when we deal with a world that has so much hunger and what, what can I do in the midst of that, it's not that I am answering the question of how do I feed everybody or clothe everybody or do justice for everybody. It's that I do what I can in response to God's love for me. And one of the reasons I love being part of a church that has arms that reach out into Africa, China, Israel, Mexico, all over the world, sharing the grace of God and meeting the needs of people helps me to feel better about those verses and the commands to do that. The biggest problem I have is sometimes I still wanna hold up, Lord, this is what I deserve. I've been doing good lately. That's not the answer. If I can do something that's good, I just need to remember it is a poor gift in response to all that God has given to me. I don't deserve goodness and blessings, but I receive his grace with a thankful heart. And the best way to show that thankful heart is to be kind, to seek justice, to walk humbly with our God. Amen. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. God set the
stars to give light to the world. The star of my life is Jesus. I want to see the brightness of God. I want to look at Jesus, clear sun of righteousness. I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. When we have run with patience the race, we shall know the joy of Jesus. Shine on my heart, Lord We continue sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And we'll continue with the prayers of the church. justice and mercy, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of grace, you have asked not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, but for our hearts to be renewed and transformed with justice, kindness, and humility. Show us how to walk in this way of yours each and every day. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Your holy creation is wholly yours. Make us nurturing and thoughtful stewards of all that you have made. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Transform the hearts of our world's leaders that they may govern with justice, mercy, and peace. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Heal all the hurts of this world. Bring all your suffering servants to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit, especially Becky Anderson, Clara Garish, Richard Roos, Shirley Lenz, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, 
Dave Christensen, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Jim Wade, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda, Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, Dixie Tag, Craig Olson, Carolee Swanson, and we remember the family of Kathy West's mother. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Make all the children of the earth walk in humility and teach us to care for one another with the love that bonds all creation. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. With thanksgiving, we remember all your saints following in their footsteps of justice, kindness, and humility until we arrive in their presence once again. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We lift all for whom we pray into your loving arms, O God, in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Continue with the offering prayer. God of restoration, you desire mercy rather than sacrifice. Still we ask that you accept these, our gifts, for use in the work of your justice throughout the world. Amen. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was not Oh, you fall.
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.